here we oh go again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I thought you were going Val Venus there for a second. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Neon Belly Podcast. We are your hosts, Nate, John, and nobody. Yeah, got an absence today. That's okay. Jeez Louise, but that's okay because we're still here. We're still going to give you everything we got, and that is we're going to recap UFC Fight Night, Islam Mahakshav versus Tiago Moisas. And then we got some road to ADCC that we'll talk about. We'll preview this Saturday night's UFC Fight Night main evented by, whoo, let me go ahead and hit it now. Yes, TJ Dillashaw versus Corey Sanhagen. Ooh. We also have a little bit to talk about in our news featuring Conor McGregor saying that he came into the fight against Dustin with a fractures, uh, stress fractures Ooh. Oh. in hey. his leg. Hey. And so much hey. more. But ooh, first, ooh, John, ooh, what ooh, up today? Wow. Ooh, we should have recorded. I mean, we are recording that, but... I mean, if you're going to miss an intro, I'm I'm really sad Brandon had to miss that. I mean, he probably just would have been like, huh? This is episode number 30, and I think we might have just nailed the intro for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't get much better than that. <laughs> you don't. Well, Brandon's not here today, folks. Uh, we uh, It's 8 o'clock, well, 7 o'clock at night. Um, here on the weird, east, the eastern, still yeah, just here in thriving. the eastern standard time, uh, we pushed it this late because Brandon had a family zoo day. Yeah, and then he calls us ten minutes before we hit record, and what's he say? He says, "Uh, uh can't make it, guys." So we're gonna call him. We're gonna get him in here, and he's gonna he's gonna answer for his sins. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna make him. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if maybe he got attacked by bees. That's yeah. Well, he probably got attacked by the sun. Let's be honest. Well, yeah, it was, it's probably been he's all at the over. zoo. He's outside. <laughs> probably looks like a lobster right I say, now. What if he's just like bright red and uh, just can't face us? I, I mean, I wouldn't blame him. Well, what's up, man? What's going on? How's your week? How was your week? My week wasn't bad. You know, I've been forced the past two weekends. So when you know you don't have to work the weekend, every day feels like a Wednesday. Like I'm almost there, dude. Is there anything this week that you learned about yourself that you don't like? Ooh, um. Maybe at work I'm getting a little bit too comfortable with like ignoring what people say. <laughs> okay, you know how you just filter people, sure, and then you just realize like Man, I really don't, I really didn't like say anything to that guy, and he just talked to me for like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, just sometimes you just get into that funk or that that routine where you're just like yeah man that's crazy cool yeah yeah because you're just getting approached with so much random stuff right and then when somebody's like yeah dude my aunt's in the hospital and you're just like oh man i gotta snap into this hold on <laughs> yeah, let me get into gear here yeah. like, i get it um what about you oh something i don't like about myself uh boy there's got to be something I'm pretty i think i pick on myself more than anybody could mm-hmm. which is a good thing uh Man, I'm trying to think. Let me get back to you. Okay. Uh, I just asked the question, but I didn't think about it for myself. You know, last week you brought up like we never asked you things. So I'm going to start, yeah. you know, making sure I involve Yeah, you, you. should have. Yeah, I wish I would have thought about that a little yeah. bit more. Um, How's the nose feeling? Yeah, it's, it, it actually doesn't hurt at all. It's just like, a, I think it was more like, it must have been like a rub. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was like a blood vessel or something. Yeah, it got real swollen and then now it's like coming back down. The bru- is the bruising still there? I haven't really looked at it's it. It's not dark. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit like it almost looks like a sunburn. It didn't. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um, Loki's done. What'd you think <sighs> of without spoiling anything? Were you happy with uh, the best? The wrapped up. You I like it more it? than Wanda. Ooh, I don't. I don't. I don't. 
I do. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't go that. I way. also really liked the I like the casting so much. Sure. And then I really like the ending, who that brings in, and all that stuff. The ending. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He did that, dude. <sighs> He's gonna be f- uh, fun. Yeah. yeah. If you, I don't want to. Yeah, try not to spoil. But yeah, it's. Have you ever seen Lovecraft Country? No. It's on HBO. <clears throat> Highly suggest it. Is he in it? Yeah. Okay. That's where he kind of got him to this point. He nailed that. I mean, that. I yeah. mean, just for what he was maybe in the last like 10, 15 minutes of the episode. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, see, I saw season two is already approved. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure he'll be a massive part of it. Obviously. Oh, yeah. And it's just the way this sets everything up. Very happy about it. And, you know, now I'm just trying to figure out. You know, how are these other shows going to stack up to this run that they've had? Sure. Because good luck. Yeah. No, I agree. It's, if you're a Marvel MCU person, anything like that, it's it's a good time to be alive for sure. Um, yeah. Last night, Coliseum oh. Combat, uh, first off, it was good to be, it was good to go to an event. Yeah. It didn't matter. I mean, the f- fact that it was fighting and the fact that people we knew were fighting, that makes it better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just fun to be out and to interact and to feel like things are somewhat normal again. Yeah. Um, but man, Coliseum Combat just delivers. I think, honestly, one of the, I'll say from first fight to the last fight, one of the best Coliseum Combat cards I think I've been to in a long time. There was only one Two decisions? If that, yeah. I know the first fight was a decision. Mm-hmm. I feel like the rest of them were all finishes. Bro, how many people got choked there unconscious? There was four technical <laughs> technical submissions. How many people got choked unconscious last I night? Mean, I mean, shout out to the No Tap Gang because yeah. they showed up. Yeah, man. That, and went to sleep. That main event, that dude that flew in <sighs> from Brooklyn and uh, was it, uh, what's his, Huff is the guy's last name. Yeah. Um, can't remember his first name. Sorry. Um, Henry? Henry Huff. And he was, I mean, he looked great in his last fight. And that dude from Brooklyn, I think he was only like 1-0, 2-0, just came in and just I'd be interested to see what that AMI record was because he was polished. If you're going to fly in to Indiana from New York for an MMA fight, that's how you do it. But the biggest one is our boy, James Schaefer. The concrete kid. Winning his professional debut. Um... I think the best he's looked. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't, and I know it's easy to say that, and you can, you know, it might sound a little cliche, but, like, genuinely, I don't think he, I mean, he just was like. What could he have done different? Yeah. Nothing. And that 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 guy that he fought had just fought on the last Coliseum, and, and the guy beat him pretty convincingly, but not in that fashion. And yeah. I don't know if the dude that that Hooten faced at the last one, I don't know if he's a 170-er, but that would be a great fight. Schaefer yeah. and that dude. Because I want to say that dude was like 2-0 now, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was his second professional fight. But he looked really good, too. Um, but, man, shout out to our boy. Yeah. Just worked his yeah. A-double-arse off for that yeah. fight. And it showed. And Great camp. He had know. great energy. Um, mm-hmm. I was talking to him. I was like, are you about this 170 life? Because I want you to be here. But you got to be. And yeah. He's like, dude. Everybody was asking me if I'm going out tonight. I said, no, man, I'm going no. home. I thought he was joking. I was yeah. like, you going to Moe's? And he was like, nah, man, I'm just going to go home. He's like, I'm, I'm kind of done drinking, dude. He's like going out, all that stuff. I'm just kind of done with it. I thought he was joking. He literally yeah, didn't show no. up at Moe's. I said, I was like, dude, I'm going for the wings. He's like, I got pizza at home. I was like, that's what he said. Yeah, ahead, that's man. what he told me. He was like, dude, I'm going to go home and just eat some pizza. I'm like, gosh, dude. And here's the thing, man. With the way he looked. He's focused, dude. And he's focused. Yeah. He has the build for 170. Yeah. Skill sets there. 
It's fun. It's I I love this new version of him, and I I I hope this is just consistent now. And here's the thing: these and other, I think it will be when you have somebody who trains like that, gets ready like that, and then performs like that. That rubs off on the gym and yeah. on other fighters. And absolutely. And and speaking of other, we had two other teammates: uh, Brendan France uh, and Caden Taylor. Caden made his MMA amateur debut. Um, both of them lost. Caden uh, lost a, a really close decision. I thought his opponent won the first round. Yes. I think the second round was close. Um, I think I think if the kid won that second round, it was because Caden kind of sat in that guillotine position a little too long, maybe. Mm-hmm. So they might have like counted that as like a submission attempt. But he did take him down. Yeah. And then kind of finished the round on top. And then I think Caden won that third round. Um, I think one judge had like thirty twenty yeah. seven for that other. I thought that was these crazy. bad judges are just like it's yeah. contagious. It was a, and, and it's the, across the country. Yeah, and and Caden was kind of dealing with an injury coming into mm-hmm. it, um, and just went out there and gave a great great account for yeah. himself. I feel bad for the next person. Did he started oh, yeah. a little bit slow? Started opening up with them leg kicks. Yeah. Started finally utilizing some more of the the grappling. Absolutely, and, and good for his opponent. I mean, they put on a great fight. Oh, great, yeah. great opening fight. It, high volume. Like I said, Caden has. That kid, he's what, 18, 19 years old, yeah. so 18, I think. And I mean, he's got, he's going to be a killer, yeah. dude. Well, and you know, we, we've seen enough of these fights to know that sometimes these amateur debuts are, yeah, could, yeah, bad. We just don't they're know. just hugging. Don't know. Yeah. They get tired in five minutes, right. you know. These kids really went out there and put it on the line. Yeah. So. And also, shout out to Brendan France, who yes. uh, also lost, I think he lost by guillotine. Yeah. Um, but, Brendan took that fight. I don't think Brendan's fought in a couple years. Uh, he was three and one going into that fight. He's obviously now three and two. Um, took the fight two weeks notice. Mm-hmm. Came in trained and trained really hard for those two weeks. And he's, I think he's normally a thirty five. Yeah. Took the fight at forty five. So and that dude looked. I thought a weight class mm-hmm. different. So I'm excited for Brendan too. I think yeah. he's got a lot of potential. Again, I feel bad for the next guy. Yeah, fights, I think he gets a full camp in him at thirty five. I think he's gonna. He's lie. a great addition to the gym too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's just a grinder, man. Yeah. You can tell he's got that killer. And then uh, Wilson. Yeah. Uh, shout out to our boy Wilson, man. A uh, lot. Big he comes, Wilson. Wilson comes the and trains menace. with us. Yeah, man. He looked. Just I, he literally broke the camp like cage like yeah. he slammed that dude so hard that there was like what a twenty minute yeah. between the two fights because he like literally broke the canvas. It was like ten minutes because remember yeah. we seen the guy who had to wait. Yeah, a guy had came out and he picked like a nine minute song. Yeah, it was like a, I don't remember what it was, but he had to wait that whole length for them to fix it. I got up and went to the restroom because I didn't know the next fighters, and that's always a pretty good time to go to the restroom. And uh, I walk out of the restroom, I'm like, God, that song. This is like the longest entrance ever. <laughs> yeah. And then like, yeah, he literally put the guy through the canvas. Um, what else? Who else? Oh, that is it. Angelo Robo. Robles? Yeah, man. Whew. Yeah, man. He's as a 35 or amateur too. He's looking really nice as well i thought he he was one that just kind of stuck out in my head as well um, does clingerman have a lot of fighters i don't know it, i think he kind of just trains there i think he's oh, more okay. full-time at ibg but i think he started uh oh, with clingerman okay. I, I think he just maybe does like jujitsu yeah that would make sense like that. i just yeah. wasn't sure but but man just i'm telling you if you are anywhere near uh coliseum combat or any b2 i mean they just it they do it right man in the production uh, production is going yeah. up too man Mo- uncle mark slater is he's killing it right yeah. now man. sometimes when people take it's crazy take this get this gap where they can't do stuff they kind of just sit and wait to come back around yeah he was building up the product and now yeah. it's it's i mean it's very it looks amazing yeah the whole thing it looks very credible Got chris lytle giving out the commentary yeah 
just you UFC vet. World class boxer, like retired yep. boxers coming in. Like. Uh, yeah, and then you had uh, Matt, the Immortal Brown, was at the last yeah. one. I mean, it's just crazy, man. He's I, I love that that's happening, and I we're I so mean, lucky to have seen, it here. I seen Dan Head too, so and Dan Head. I mean, <laughs> get you me see better. Dan, it doesn't. It was gonna be a good night. But shout out to all the fighters, winners, losers. Uh, last night for Coliseum Combat. I mean, we were. Uh, not just us the whole crowd was thoroughly entertained yeah. great fights if any of you guys have you know local shows go support man because Absolutely. you might see these fighters on the next level and you get to say hey i saw him fight it's you know true. as an amateur or even on his come up and it's a cool thing to follow people like that i agree are you ready to jump into everything else we got yeah let's get it well before we do uh why don't you go ahead and let everybody know what we ask them to do every week we need you guys to just follow us we need you to subscribe to us. We need you to get on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Give us a review. Follow us on Spotify. You know, download these episodes. Get us on social media, Instagram, Neon Belly Podcast. We don't do a lot on Twitter, but we're trying to get better. <laughs> We've got to get this Twitter. We're going to get it right. But here's the thing. <laughs> we're trying to get YouTube right. We're, we're making uh, strides, doggy. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on behind the scenes, man. We're trying to get a logo. But, we want to get shirts and stuff. Yeah, I mean, we're trying. We're, we're trying to do like a virtual reality episodes. I mean, you, don't, you never know. <laughs> like, but we just really appreciate if you guys would, you know, follow us on all of our social media. Like I said, Neon Belly Podcast. Definitely do the rate and subscribe and reviews with Apple Podcasts because that really helps us out and gives us an idea of you know what we're especially when we get new people that's always nice and interact with us man we we message back we love getting your guys feedback on fights or anything that we post so don't be afraid we'll always message back yeah we're genuinely just fans too yeah i mean that's all it is and we're not even really all that accurate with our own thing (laughs) so don't be afraid to give your opinion because it might be better than ours probably is a hundred percent i agree with that that might be the realest thing ever well last night islam hakchab defeating tiago moise sauce in round four uh rear naked choke I, here's what i and th- i told you before we started i, I got a take and, yeah. I, and this is my take after this fight yeah charlie olives yeah current uh 155 pound champ dustin poyer right. who's now going to face Oliveira. you got michael chandler justin gaethje these are all guys I don't care who has that title mm-hmm. when this guy gets there, yeah. but they're all just keeping it warm for Islam. I mean, D- just dude, as this he's been dude, moving, he's yeah. a different breed, bro. Yeah, I, I personally, and I've got an even. I wish Brandon was here. Yeah, I think this dude could be better than Khabib, man. I feel like Khabib probably feels like that. I think so, bro. I mean, here's the thing: we he's knew, a better striker. Yeah, that's that's to me after last night because. I want to give all credit to Moises because I think Moises is going to be, he's, he's going to be a around, problem for I mean, a lot of people. I think his striking's great. His grappling is good, mm-hmm. but this just shows there's levels. Yeah. And, and I think, like I said, I think Moises is a guy that could reach that top five, maybe even, but Islam is an animal. Mm-hmm. The, I think the leaps from even just his last fight to this fight that we've seen in the striking. Mm-hmm. I mean, he blew me away last night. I mean, like I said, going into this one, the, I mean, Moises has phenomenal uh, yeah. Muay Thai, and and he he got some good shots off last night as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, I think he gave a great. I told you guys, I think he gave a great account for himself. But Islam's just operating yeah. on a different frequency right now, man. Yeah, I think you have to give him. I think it's anybody that we see have a run like this. Yeah. You know, Connor had to do it. Izzy's done it. Like, sure, it's always well. Let me see him. Let me see him against this level. Yeah. And he's down to that point to where you got to give him a, a top. I mean, here's the thing. I still. I still like fights like a hooker or 
who's have you know who's had big fights against big people or even rda obviously is kind of a more logical one yeah but you gotta i mean you can't give him anybody else that's not i just think yeah and moist ice once again a fight or so from a title and i'm almost complimenting him as well because um i, I do think he's a, and he's a super durable guy yeah and so you know that that was kind of one test that was nice to see islam face a guy that is super durable and a, a jujitsu world champion in islam just looked like, mm-hmm. I mean, Moisés just, I mean, there was, I think going into like the, yeah, the, okay, so it happened. So between the third and fourth round, Moisés looked defeat. I mean, he just, mm-hmm. you could see all over his face that he was done. I mean, yeah. it just, I think just that pressure on top, the ground and pound. I mean, it was, he just put it together, yeah. everything. Just a perfect, perfect performance. As much, Islam. and for me too, everybody you just named on top, which on top of, you know, like I said, RDA, Hooker. I know I've seen some people throw out Ferguson. I think that's a... I think you should save no. him for Connor or somebody well, else. <clears throat> because I think after the fight, there, it seems like there might have been some people. I've heard different accounts. Some people said that he called out Ferguson after the fight, mm-hmm. but I thought he said RDA. I know he's in the media. He's been getting Liddy yeah. out here. Just I, I, he deserves somebody. When big, RDA you know? was calling out Connor, he basically said like, "No, you need to fight me because you're not you're not that guy." Basically. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I need to. See, I mean, like I said, for everybody else who's in that that trek. I need to see him against Chandler, you know, somebody who is going to be forward pressure and, you know, use the wrestling. I'd love to see him against the Oliveira with his level of jujitsu and then his striking. And yeah. But it's it's super – it's definitely hype for that division because as stacked as it is, you still have him coming up and that's something people are going to have to deal with. And these guys at the top who think, you know, I can lose a fight and still be in it. You got these other guys coming up that now you got to deal with, and you can't just try to slide into another title fight or another big fight because people are coming up. I have the benefit right now of looking at the um, ranking, so you know this might seem I'm not, you know, you just had made a good point, but there's somebody on these rankings that I think it would be a perfect fight, and that's Benil Dariush, mm. rank number three. I don't think Benil has a fight currently either. Um, but once again, super durable guy, super well rounded. I mean, yeah, his his grappling is a different level as well. Yeah, uh, and I, I think that would be a great test. But he just he needs somebody like that where if he beats him, there's just no more questions. You can get to that title. Well, and it sucks too because you have Gaethje who doesn't want to fight. Yeah, he just wants to get another title fight. Sure. Which I I'm kind of with the group of people who feel like you know you've lost your recent title fight and haven't fought since. Right. And these guys, I mean, you can't take it from Dustin. You can't take it from yeah. even Benil. Like you. You got to kind of move because there's so many killers in this division now. Yeah. You can't just rest on, oh, no, I, well, I beat, you know, so-and-so three years ago. Like, you got to, it's, what have you done for me lately? Yeah, I think the hard thing for Islam is, like, I don't think genuinely nobody wants to fight him. I Hooker's mean, the only one who said his name. I know. <laughs> and I, I mean, if that's who it has to be, he's yeah. ranked above him. So it doesn't, yeah. you know, you could really give him anybody that's ranked above him. If that's who it has to be, fine. I mean, once again, Hooker's a guy that's going to push him to the limits. He's going to test him. And he's, he's been in there with... You know, yeah. Poirier, he's been in there right. with Chandler, sure. these, these guys who, we, you know, we want to see, we wanna see the test of. So. And, yeah, it's a good, it'd be a good, you know, next fight for him. And and the thing is, too, with, um, with like a hooker, too, it, it, which we said it last week, is that uh, Islam has been knocked out. And, yeah. and hook, hooker's going to find his chin. And so it just I mean, be, all these guys. Yeah. All these guys at the top five are people who... If you're if you're able to get hit and they hit you, it could yeah. be the end of the night. I agree, and but once again, I mean, I just I still feel like it's it's a formality. I mean, oh. I just feel like it's it's just a matter of time before yeah. this guy gets there. And I think once he does, I 
I hate this. I mean, it's just such a good division. So I don't, I feel like I'm just like really selling it. Cause it's like literally this most stacked division in, yeah. in the MMA right now, not even just in the UFC, but maybe ever, maybe ever. Yeah. In the UFC. I mean, time. cause we've had some, you know, two of five has been stacked before Sure, 85 kind of, it, it, before Izzy kind of ran through everybody. Right. It looks stacked, you know, 70, you kind of, there's, you know, three or four guys, but you're talking about six, seven guys at 55. Right. I agree. And even some guys at 45 who could probably come up and give a good account, like a Holloway or something. So true. Um, next fight, our co-main event. We're just going to keep it moving. Yes, sir. Misha Tate defeating Marion Renault via <sighs> third round TKO. Vintage. Uh, That's all I got to say about that. I think Misha Tate looked amazing, man. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it when you're coming back from obviously such a long layoff is just to see, because it's, there's so many... There's yeah. so there are so many questions and so many uncertainties mm-hmm. and um, I thought she looked good in every area of the fight. We knew we knew Renault was going to test her in all areas because that's just kind of how she's always mm-hmm. fought up till this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, not really, not really any. We kind of so for for a formality, we watched this at the bar, you know, after yeah. the fights last night. Um, so it was obviously super loud and and you know you're trying to focus on the fights, but. Uh, from my vantage point, I didn't see anything from Misha that indicated that she's not just kind of picking it up right where yeah. she left off. I in mean, a sense. the first round it started off, and I had told you she was reacting really hard to punches, and yeah, I know that you know that the Manda fight and or it was Holly, and then yeah. um, was it uh, who was P- Peddington? That's who she Raquel. lost. Raquel, Raquel was yeah. her last fight. Yeah, you know she took a lot of damage. You know she took a lot of strikes. So. She was a little bit really reactive, but then as she settled in, man, like I said, it just looked like a vintage Misha yeah. Tate. Like there was some things that were like, it's like, oh, okay, that's what happens when you don't fight for a while, you know, like yeah. just little small things that we were kind of like, ooh, you know, she kind of maybe get like let um, Renault off the hook there a little bit, but yeah, I think as the fight went on, especially and mm-hmm. and it, it, you could just tell uh, going into that right before the finish, it was just kind of like it, it was yeah. coming. Well, and she had a lot on the line too. You know, she gave up a, a yeah. really high paying job to right. you know come over and you know retest herself and yeah you know i'd love to see her now against somebody who isn't like sure win or lose this is my last fight yeah. and you don't want to take nothing away from her from that but no. sometimes you know you're a little bit more apt to quit or give in because yeah. that's it but i know holly Holmes said she wants her rematch there's a couple people out there who oh, it's yeah. a big money fight well that the, so that's the thing right she's such a her name is so big <clears throat> and coming now that she's gotten in she's gotten a win she looked really good mm-hmm. you could really same thing just like with islam anybody at this point i mean you could put her with anybody um Mm -hmm. and there's so many women right now in that 135 pound division that you know you could match her up against and i and i think i don't mean i really feel like this newfound focus that she's talking about and all this stuff Mm -hmm. i think she she really put it all together last night and i thought it was a a really really solid performance no if you can't really ask much more from her for that especially with the layoff and the way she the way she performed it's it's exciting for that division too because you know, we talk about some of these divisions that's been ran through. Yeah. And obviously she's had fights with a lot of the people in the division, but it just adds a name. Yeah. It's not just like a number eight who hasn't fought nobody and right. the only person left for her. Yes. And then our next fight, Matus Gamrat defeating Jeremy Stevens via first round Kimura. And it's funny because it was just like the most textbook perfect kimura from that yeah. you know that kind of side i probably learned that in the past two months yeah like <laughs> getting him up on their shoulder <laughs> locking those knees together and then just finishing it uh and i think he had that heel under the head type of yeah with his right foot yeah kind of yes i know that what you're nasty saying. stuff yeah it was 
it was nasty. It was nice. Uh, Gamrot, like we said last week, competed at ADCC. So I think once it went to the ground and he kind of got to that position, we we looked at each other and we're like, yep, yeah, that's probably going to no. be it. You're not getting out Gamrot of that. Gamrot is the real deal. Yeah, I think he is too. And I, he's somebody moving forward now um, at 155. Same thing, man. He just it's gonna it's a tough division. It's but he's just one of those. Those guys, he's, this guy's not even ranked, I don't think. And it's like he's just adding to the, de- mm-hmm. <laughs> the depth yeah, of man, like, That's why I pounds. said these guys at the top is that, like, you know, Connor, Ferguson, these guys who lose, there's some killers coming up that's going to keep you from getting these bigger name fights again. Right. Because they're just, uh, I mean, not for the money, but for the, you know, people like us, we want to see Gamrot fight some of these higher ranked guys. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... and. Like I said, it's just crazy that there's guys outside of the division now, or outside of the top fifteen yeah. that are you're looking at like a this guy's a problem, man. Yeah, it, it won't be long for Gamera. He'll probably have a number very soon. And if you're Stevens, you're probably doing bare knuckle after this. Like, <laughs> man, I know. And I know you fought nothing but killers, but unless you want to be a gatekeeper for the division and fight guys on the prelims, maybe you go to you know Bellator one or something that gives you a fresh start because yeah. you know. That wasn't a good account of the heathen that we know. I agree. And, you know, it, it's, I think we're seeing like, you know, with like the Stevens and the Diego's is they're just kind of the last of a breed of a guy, you know, a type that's just kind of getting phased out a little bit mm-hmm. and been, been through so many wars, man. It's a young man's game. It, man. it really, well, it really is. And I think, I think MMA has just evolved True. leaps and bounds as well. And, you know, if, if you're not somebody that can kind of stay up with it, so to speak, or stay up with the time, so to speak, mm-hmm. it's, and, and, you know, Jeremy's had his documented issues outside of the cage as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, his focus to training and, you know, even though it seems like every fight he comes in, he's like, this is the one I'm focused for, you know, it's, yeah. uh, which you can only go off his word and, you know, I'm sure his story is what it is and it's in mm-hmm. progress always. But yeah, I, I think for Stevens, if, if, you know, fighting is still your aspirations, I think he's taking a step away and going down maybe in competition. Although, man, we're seeing in Bellator and PFL, there's, I mean, look at Pettis. Yeah, you know, these UFC just, guys don't look the same. There's not, there's just not easy fights anymore. I mean, there's, like I said, because the game's changed, man, and there's yeah. a lot of people that are really good at this sport now. I say that to say, if Jeremy Stevens wants to come to Coliseum so I can see him <laughs> live, sign me up. But there it is, man. Well, yeah, we need to get him in there. Um, I, I also wanted to talk about, I know we didn't, like, obviously preview it, but always things happen. Is this uh, Amanda Limo? Is that how they were saying? I Limos? can't remember exactly. Uh, but just, Whew, man, knocking. Dynamite. Yeah, Kanejo, which um, Kanejo is the girl that in her last one we were just talking about did all the front head. Like, I can't remember who was that against. Um, uh, was it the buys girl? I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, she did all the. She kept on taking her down and going right to that front. That yeah. Headlock, kind of like the. Yeah. It wasn't like Casey Katami. It was similar. Kind of, yeah. And she kept on just like getting that immediately. But yeah, but tonight. Yeah, last but, night. Yeah, but this Amanda Lemo, I think it's Lemo. I can't remember how they were saying it, but that was insane. And she's basically said, I'm just going to keep knocking girls out until you give me somebody. And <laughs> yeah. it's worth it. I mean, absolutely. Geez. And then uh, you you had talked about um, the Daniel, Daniel. Daniel Rodriguez defeating, uh, is it Patrick Parsons? I believe was his name. Yeah. Or Preston, Preston Parsons. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he's got Same thing. coming from Donald Cer- he trains with Donald Cerrone. He just beat Mark Perry's nose off and then yeah. first round TKO. He's he's looking like somebody to watch out for on some especially, you know, we talk about how great these fight night cards are. He could be, you know, co main event, main event within a couple 
couple more fights. Sure. And also, uh, Davidson Figueredo's little brother uh, losing by unanimous yeah. decision as well on this it's, card. It's bad, bad night, bad uh, couple months for the Figueredo for family. The, for the Figgy bros. Because he was like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, basically get justice for how that went, and then it just didn't go well. I agree. But great card, like usual, man. I agree. And, and just to, um, I just kind of want to also put a disclaimer on this episode is we've, Obviously, with the Coliseum fights, and we were just, we've had a super busy weekend and, and stuff. So, uh, we did watch, obviously, we always do, but bear with us. It's probably going to be a little bit of a lighter episode. Yeah. Just because uh, the preparation wasn't wasn't as great. Uh, so, we typically, and I only say that because we typically watch the whole card, mm-hmm. and we just weren't able to, like I said, two out of the three of those main card, main fight cards, we had to watch at the bar. Yeah. So, and I had to watch that this morning, the Islam fight this morning, because I ended up yeah laying down. Yeah, I, was I got home when I got home. It was just starting, so I was mm. able to I was able to sit and watch it. Um, nice. and, and all that. So, but man, we're gonna move on to our fight. Oh no, no, real quick. I also want to uh, recap because uh, we talked about it last week. The road to ADCC, real quick. Uh, the Canaan. Duarte defeated Mateos Denise via submission. Nikki Ryan putting on an absolute wrestling performance and defeated Dante Leon via five points uh, or via points five zero. Man, he was just like one takedown after another. And Dante Leon, I felt like was I thought that was maybe going to be one of his advantages going into it was the wrestling. And Nikki Ryan just gave <laughs> no remorse, just deep, deep. And then actually, I think it was like towards the end, uh, he just like. They kind of reset, and he walked out to the middle, and he just, like, kind of collapsed. You're not allowed to pull guard in ADCC rules, mm. or uh, you lose points. So I think he lost a point for that, um, but he said he felt something pop. On, like, by the end of the fight, he could barely even walk. So, yeah. Um, so shout out to Nikki Ryan. Just tough. Uh, one that was really interesting, Mikey Musamechti uh, defeating Gio Martinez via points 6-0, but... Gio was like kind of talking smack the whole match and at the end like him and Mikey had this like weird coming together you could tell they were like arguing and man in Mikey's post fight uh interview he was just like going in on Gio and <laughs> was saying that he doesn't deserve to be a black belt and that's in the black belt shouldn't conduct themselves like that I mean just had some really strong strong words for Gio and yeah it was just really weird just you know two guys that I felt like were super humble but it was almost like at first I felt like they were kind of fabricating this beef a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, shout out to Mikey. That's a big win. Uh, also Lucas Hawk Barbosa defeating we- William Tackett via points 34 to zero, just kind of dominated Oof. him. Yeah. I, I was really excited. So Craig Jones was supposed to have that match and he got injured. Um, I was really interested to see that would have been a really interesting match. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Barbosa and, and Craig Jones also Anna Carolina, upsetting and defeating elizabeth clay via points uh once again i that was one i thought was a for sure i thought elizabeth clay probably one of the best female gra- i think she was named best female grappler last year mm-hmm. um and then uh andrew wiltsey got injured so Cade rotolo f- uh stepped in to face roberto jimenez uh jimenez won via rear naked choke Mm. so say i watched so that's what i was saying it was just like trying to catch up on the fights and i I watched every single one of those matches last night Mm -hmm. i was up to like 2 a.m yeah (laughs) well it's one of those things too where like with and we know and people listening know when you watch a ufc card 
you're sitting down for four some odd sure. hours. We were doing that at an event. Yeah. And then went to the after party. Absolutely. So. And, and you know, it's one of those things where I never want to bring something up or talk about something on here that I, we, I didn't see with my mm-hmm. own eyes. You know what I mean? So it's like, if we talk, if we feature a fight, if we talk about an upcoming fight or if we're previewing or recapping, like if we're previewing a fight, I've watched fights and we're, we're prepared and all that so i mean we're prepared for this episode but i just sometimes you might we get like new yeah. viewers and they're like man these guys are just kind of breezing through you it. don't want to like, sound like you just read the back of the book and did it exactly report. and it's like trust us guys it was just <laughs> it was a busy weekend and we were at fights last night but we're, we're ready to go we're rocking and rolling and speaking of that we've got an amazing amazing fight this saturday we've been waiting a long time for it uh, this Saturday, July 24th, UFC Fight Night, main evented by Corey Sanhagen versus TJ Dillashaw. Um, Killashaw, baby. Killashaw, yeah. This is Dillashaw's first fight back after ser- serving his two-year suspension for PEDs after his title loss to Henry Cejudo back in January of 2019. Uh, Cejudo did finish TJ in the first round of that fight by TKO. Sanhagen is coming in on a two-fight win streak with wins over Marlon Morais and most recently the vicious flying knee over Frankie <sighs> Edgar. Jeez, man. Thoughts on this one because I've been pumped. It, got can- it was supposed to happen, I think it... Was it going to be on the Houston card? I don't remember. It got canceled. I don't mm-hmm. remember why off top. I don't. I think maybe it was an injury. Injury, COVID, I think, maybe. I think Dillashaw got cut open. That's what it was. Yes, he got a cut. Yeah, he got Yeah, cut they open. moved it back. But, man, this is one where, because here's the thing. We obviously know Sterling Yawn rematch, but winner of this gets that. Yeah, winner for, for sure. sure. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing going in this, so I was thinking about this today with Dillashaw is, so he's been out long enough I'm trying to think how to set this up because I had it in my I had it in my head. Um, so he's been out for a long enough time where mm. he could come in with some new tricks in his bag, obviously for and sure. things that we've never seen. But I don't think he's been out too long to where I, he's I, got lapped. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and I don't think yes, hasn't got lapped. I don't think ring rust will be. In, here's the thing. I understand the PEDs thing and everybody has their own opinion of that and how you feel about it. And fine, that's cool. This dude works hard. He's a hard worker. Um, You know, we know that. And, you know, regardless of how long he was taking the PEDs, he lost that fight. So it didn't do that much. Yeah. In all honesty. Um, But I, I still think. You know he's he's guys he's a guy that stayed working. I'm really interested to see what kind of TJ Dillashaw we're gonna get because here's the thing, we know exactly the Corey Sanhagen that he's gonna get, and I mean Corey Sanhagen has just kind of looked like a guy possessed and on a mm-hmm. mission ever since that loss to Sterling. Um, he's completely flipped. I mean a switch, and I think it's interesting because with the Frankie fight. You know, obviously Frankie was kind of walking him down and being aggressive, and and that's one thing because I think that's what Sterling kind of did really well. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes me think TJ can do that really well too. You know, yeah. and he switches and moves forward a lot. Yeah, but as we've seen, it's not necessarily a good thing. Right. Yeah, because that knee was just it was timed so well. Um, Even before that loss with Aljamain beating Lineker and a Sun Sal. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, he's got, yeah, he, yeah. No, he, he definitely has the CV. I mean, he's been, like I said, he's ready for that next level. And I think it's very interesting that TJ wanted this fight, uh, for his first one back. But once again, I mean, I think that's his own confidence because he mm-hmm. knows, because like I said, like with Amisha five years, man, that's, 
excuse me, that's a lot, yeah. you know, that's a long time to be out and things change so much. And it's like, mm-hmm. like you genuinely, and, and it's true for TJ two years is quite a bit, but I'm telling you, man, I think, I think he could really come in and, and he could have a whole different everything, mm-hmm. but I don't think that the ring rust side of it's going to be as much of an issue or, you know, different things like that either. And I'll be, I'll be interested to see how he embraces this bad guy because there's people who kind of loved or hated yeah. him before, but now you're, you know, you're Tom Brady, you're, sure, you know, even like somebody like A-Rod or something where it's like you got caught cheating in your back and now, you know, people either still stand by you or they really want to see you get knocked out. So yeah. I'll be interested because he's probably going to get booed probably. Oh, he should just embrace it. Yeah, you know, he's, he, he should. To. Yeah. Because he's the perfect person for you. He's kind of like, kind of slick mouth, kind of cocky. Yeah. Just. Like personally, like my personal thoughts of him or at least what I can see. Yeah. I've never been a big fan of him. I think he's super talented. Oh yeah. Uh, I respect him so much as a fighter, but yeah, I, he should just completely lean into it. I think. And it, it would be funny because the personalities are so different. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, cause Sanhagen is kind of real more he's relaxed. Like a, well, he's like a, a planetarian. Oh yeah. <laughs> recycles and oh yeah, <laughs> goes green. and stuff. But no, I, <sighs> I, I cannot tell you how excited I am for this fight. I have yeah. been excited for it. Um, obviously I think we already broke it down once and so we don't have to spend a ton of time on it. Uh, cause it got canceled, but yeah, I'm anything no, I'm, else about that. No, it's just, tune in man don't don't be one of those people who have to try to look at highlights and you don't even see it all because this is going to be i mean there's not very many people in this division outside of the the championship fights where you're just like this is going to be a master class sure you know matchup between two people who are when they're at their best are probably some of the scariest in the division Agreed. Uh, our Kona main event is a features a really w- uh, well matched up uh, bantamweight women's bantamweight 135 pound fight. Aspen Ladd versus Macy Chasson. Uh, Aspen Ladd is fighting in her first fight since 2019 after she tore her ACL. Mm. Her last fight was a third round TK, TKO victory over Yana Kunatska, uh, who just fought last week. Uh, Macy Chasson is on a two-fight win streak. Her most recent was in March of this year where she beat Marion Renew by unanimous decision. Uh, both of these ladies only one loss in their professional careers. Thoughts mm-hmm. on this one? Didn't Ladd have issues with making weight? Is she? Ooh. I thought she was the one who struggled sure. getting to 35. Not sure. I felt like, because like, I remember they were talking about her as like a, mm-hmm. you know, potentially facing Amanda and then yeah. she lost to Jermaine. So that, and that, and speaking of that Jermaine one, that's one that, you know, I, I kind of, when I was thinking about this fight, I'm like, man, okay, Aspen Ladd, pretty good striking, kind of, you know, uh, not afraid to bite down, but she really uses it to get to those takedowns. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that Jermaine, Jermaine knocked her out in like 16 seconds and Macy Chasson has the length Uh, Mm -hmm. like Jermaine and she has really good striking and that's what's going to be interesting about this one because yeah yeah I think she had I think she's the one who has trouble making weight I think she missed weight for the Jermaine fight and then got knocked out but I I do think I agree you know you're talking about um, a similar fight with that Jermaine but then also you're just talking about two people who really want to you know put their name put a stamp on the division so I think yeah I think this one's going to come down to I mean, obviously, like every fight, but, you know, Aspen's going to need to try to find a way to the inside, and Macy's going to use her link. I think she has, like, 
almost 10 inch reach advantage yeah. on her. Um, and she's really good at keeping girls on the outside with it too. And just, uh, kind of picking them apart. That's kind of what she did against Marion Renew and, and, uh, Renew got her to the ground a couple of times and she, she did display some really good sweeps uh, a couple of times was able to, uh, sweep Renew and put her on her back. Um, she did show some pretty good ground and pound as well. So it's not, but Aspen lad has actual really vicious yeah. TKO victories from ground and pound. I can tell you Macy does not want Aspen on top. Of no. Her. And she had, she had more successful with takedowns. Yeah. And, and Renew isn't really somebody who's sure. grappling is like, right. watch out for that takedown. Yeah. So if she was able to do it. Yeah. Misha, I think Misha kind of imposed her oh, takedowns yeah. last night on her too. So, so that's, yeah. that And then, you know, taking this a step forward, talking about Misha, if it's not like, you know, a Holly home or a bigger name or something like that. Somebody oh, winner of this. Yeah. Yeah. Be it's great, a great fight. Great. That great next step. Right. And it gives <clears throat> these, you know, lesser known, you know, ladies a chance to stamp a, try a, to make a, a name. big name sure. on their card. So no, I agree. I think this is a great fight at 135 pounds. Like we, like I just said, I mean, it's, it's probably one of the deeper women's divisions in mm -hmm. terms of just names and stuff. Um, I'll be interested to see Aspen coming in off that torn ACL. Macy Barber, who's also on this card, uh, you know, we saw her come back after a torn ACL. Didn't look the greatest, mm -hmm. you know. I think we've heard, you know, a lot about that injury, not even just in MMA, but in a lot of sports. And <clears throat> you never quite know, it sounds like, how you're going to bounce back until you actually get in there and yeah. get on that leg and see what happens. But, uh, and I think Chasson, if you're smart, you go to those leg kicks early as well. Yeah. Start picking on that yeah. a little bit. Um, the last featured bout that we're going to talk about, Kyler Phillips versus Haulin Paiva. Uh, Phillips is 3-0 and in the UFC and is currently on a four-fight win streak in his professional career. His most recent win was in March uh, with a huge <laughs> a huge decision victory over the 14th rank Song Yadong. <laughs> Paiva is moving uh, up to 135 pounds after significantly missing weight in his last flyweight bout. Um, he is also on a are currently on a two fight winning streak. Uh, both of these guys extremely well rounded and should be in a really exciting fight. Yeah, and it's once again this is. And these these are the type of cards that are best for it too, right? To put a name out there and right. and really you know get people get to get eyes on you because these are two really good fighters that you probably wouldn't know of unless you've been you know keeping up and watching the fight nights like we keep telling you guys to do. I am a hundred percent on the Kyler Phillips hype train. I'm not even <laughs> going to hide it. Uh, I think you know uh, same you know 135 pound division is a tough one as well. Mm -hmm. um, but man, I just feel like he could really really excel really i mean in your you know third fight in the ufc going and beating a, a super tough tough guy like song Yudong, mm -hmm. um and and you know dong put him through a tough tough fight too he ate a ton of uh, <laughs> so funny i know he ate a, he ate a ton of I, dong shots i guess you have to say his whole name song yeah. song um you know super tough guy and and they were you know he had to kind of withstand some punishment in that mm -hmm. fight and uh, I think with Kyler too, I think, you know, he's been training. He's a Gracie Brown belt, really good grappler, really good grapp, great wrestling too, man. He was, and that's what he's bringing, you know, on top of having the length. Yeah. That the, the grappling, the takedowns. Like. Yeah. Paiva has good jujitsu as well. Um, but primarily I see him more as like a, a, a striker, but man, Kyler Phillips has, has great stand up as well. Um, I think this one, could be our fight of the night as well He's well and you know you also want to see what you look like coming up to 35 obviously you had trouble making weight but as we've seen you know some guys who have to come up because of that you're facing guys who are cutting from bigger weight right and are going to be bigger and against a grappler who's going to be bigger 
you're going to have to really be sharp or else you're going to have trouble getting out from under him. No, 100%. But 20, 20 and 3, I mean, the guy has so much experience. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, also on this card, before we get into our picks, because this is a pretty deep card, uh, you got Darren Elkins versus Derek Miner, mm-hmm. um, which that one, obviously, Darren Elkins being from Indiana. Uh, yes, sir. I said Darren, Derek Miner, sorry. Like I said, Miranda Mavic versus Macy Barber. You got Mickey Gall, Panalele Soriano, 8-0. He's the main event on the prelims. He's a guy, if you go back to our like first or second episode, I said watch out for this guy this year. Um, he's facing uh, Brendan Allen, mm-hmm. who is um, who's going to be another super tough fight for him, but really excited for that one as well. Kyle or Chris Dawkins, Ian Heinish, uh, just scrolling down. Yeah, I mean, nice. just Andre Yule. I mean, this is a stack card for a fight night. Um, but let's go ahead and jump into our picks, and we're gonna bring the snaky snake on himself, Brandon. Can you hear us? I can hear you guys. Can you hear me? Yes, you sound terrible. Do I sound bad? It's probably the flip phone. It's a hundred percent because you're on yeah. a flip phone. Are you on a flip phone and inside <laughs> of a Coke can? <laughs> just a flip phone. <laughs> Yikes. Well, uh, we want you to answer for your sins, man. Why aren't you here today? We delay the episode just for you and you don't show. We told the people we're going to make you answer for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just dad duties. Dad duties are, they come first. That's all I can say. Well, you're John's dad, so way to neglect. Yeah. Well, he's older. He can handle himself. There you go. Well, hey, man, we're going to get to our picks. We don't want to keep you long. Uh, update us on our points yeah, do after that. last night, please. Okay. So, not too big of a jump um, after these fights, but there was a slight movement. So, all in all, um, John came away with four points. Yes, sir. Nate, you came away with well, – wait, I'm, I'm messing this up. I'm supposed to start with last place. Let me, let me start oh, over. Oh, my gosh. So, starting with last place, we have Nate with 45 points. I demand a recount. <laughs> I picked every fight yeah. right. You did. But you only got them kind of right for some of them. Mm. So, Story you, of your life. you got so you have forty five points now. I have forty eight, mm-hmm. and John has fifty three. Yeah. How do you have forty eight? Because so I got five points last night. You got four, and John got four. Who'd you get three points from? Because you picked one of the fights wrong. Who did I get wrong? Didn't you? Because I, you didn't pick all the same people that I did. You picked different on one of them. Uh, then I had to have written it down wrong. Who did I, who did I pick wrong? I don't know. I'm just giving you a hard time. Oh, man. <laughs> well. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get into our picks, man. Uh, real quick, do you want to say anything about Islam? Uh, he looked good. He looked, He Honestly, he looked better than what I thought he was going to look. That's kind of crazy to say. I thought um, I thought he was going to be a little bit less dominant. I don't know. I just kind of thought more uh, with the submissions and with the jiu-jitsu, he was going to be a bit more of a threat. And uh, he just wasn't. So Islam really impressed me. And, that, and that's going to sound, I guess, kind of funny because I'm a big Islam fan. But he really impressed me. Are you willing to say he's better than Habib now? Absolutely not. No way. Is, is, can you at least say it's trajecting that way? Better than Habib? He's a yes. He's probably like five times a better striker than Habib for sure. Yeah, yeah. I say he's definitely, definitely a better striker. Um, I think he's better in the clinch too. But I just think, I think, I guess what I would say is Habib has a better shot. And he's a bit more relentless, a bit more relentless with his takedowns. Sure. But uh, I, and I guess I can't. I don't know because they're probably yeah. just tit for tat with his submissions too. So I don't know. It's heading that way. I'll give you that. Yeah. 
All right, man. Well, we're going to jump into our picks now. First pick of the night, we're going to do our main event. Or no, we'll do uh, we'll do Kyler Phillips first. We'll start there. So we're going to do, uh, excuse me, let me go back on my tablet to the order. Okay, yeah, we'll do Kyler Phillips versus Haleen Paiva. I am going to go Kyler Phillips like I told you guys. I'm on the hype train. I think this dude's the real deal. And I think I'll go unanimous decision. Nice. Brandon, okay. you can pick when you're ready. So you said we're doing Phillips and Piva? Yes, yep. Phillips and Piva. Okay, I'm going to take Phillips. I'll go, I'm going to go with second round TKO. Mm. I'm going to go Phillips as well. I just think he's going to be too big for for him coming up. Uh, I'm going to go first round sub. I'll just change up the rounds. and There you go, subby sub. Our co-main event. Both ladies only one loss. Somebody's got to get a two. It's going to be Aspen Ladd versus Macy Chasson. I'm not going to lie, boys. I've gone back and forth with this one a lot in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to go with the underdog. I'm going to take Macy Chasson. I think I, 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 I was going, I was leaning Ladd, and then I looked two fights earlier and I saw Macy Barber. And I was like, man, coming back from an ACL, she didn't look I mean, she didn't look bad, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't the Macy Barber. Um, I actually think she could beat Miranda Maverick. You know, I, we're not picking for that fight, but I think Macy's going to bounce back. But I think for Aspen Ladd, I think having been off, coming back from a big injury, I think Macy Chasson mm-hmm. might just offer a little bit too much right now for her. Um, but, you know, if she can get in there, get the takedown, maybe get on top of Chasson and, you know, work some ground and pound, maybe I'm wrong, uh, but we'll see. But I'm going to go Macy Chasson. I kind of I'll, I'll go unanimous decision again. Playing it safe, like yeah, it. like risky safe. Like you took the underdog, but yeah, <laughs> the safe route. I, I don't know if she'll finish her because yeah, uh, Aspen Lad is tough. But man, Jermaine Duran, I mean, caught her early, and and Chasson has that similar length, same too. So I could also see her catching uh, mm-hmm. Macy or Aspen. Excuse me. Go ahead whenever so, you're ready. Okay, so because of that, I think I'm a big Aspen fan, so I'm I'm, I'm taking Aspen Lad, but. I, I think that she's going to learn. I think she's learned a little bit from that last loss and it's been some time off. So I think that's kind of going to go in her favor. So I'm going to take a walk. I'm going to say, I'm going to say decision. Nice. I am going to go Aspen Ladd as well, but I'm going to go second round TKO. I think the difference between her and Barbara is she has that, that wrestling and that grappling to where her standup doesn't have to be as crisp or, and I just, I don't know, I just feel like she's going to exploit that, and that's going to be kind of how you said If she does do it, that's how she wins. Sure. And that's how I see that. Our main event, Corey <sighs> Sanhagen versus TJ Dillashaw. This is another tough one. Anybody got a coin? Yeah. Well, <laughs> like I said, it's it's been long enough. You just don't know what you're going to get out of Dillashaw. I still think that he's probably thrown some tools in his bag over this amount of time. and um, But, man, I just have this feeling that Sanhagen is just – I like every just hearing this dude talk and the way that he looks at fighting and thinks about competition. I like everything that he says. I think he's in a a great place mentally, and um, this is the fight that he wanted. It's a, this, you know he yeah. knew he knew what he was getting into when he signed up for this fight. Uh, TJ's a monster. He's gonna put the pace on him, but uh, I think I think Sanhagen's durable enough, and uh, I think he's improved enough. Uh, and I think his winning streak continues this Saturday night. And I will say Corey Sanhagen via TKO in the third round. Mm. Nice. Okay. So I think, yeah, I'm kind of, 
I'm kind of in the same wavelength with you. I think, man, I just think it's Van Hagen's time. I don't know how else to say that. Yeah. Um, he just looks really good. Um, and he's a really dynamic striker. So I'm going to, and I really just think that Alderman kind of caught him. Like, I'm not going to say he wouldn't do it sure. again, but I just think a lot of that was getting caught by surprise. So I'm going to take Van Hagen. Man, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with first round knockout. Mm. There you go. Nice. So originally my pick was going to be your pick, Nate, third round TKO. But as I sit here and I get to thinking about this, we talked about Dillashaw leaning into being a villain. Maybe he leans into being the spoiler as well <laughs> and spoils the story hey. of Sanhagen. I'm going to go TJ Dillashaw. All right. Kill, and I hate him. I'm picking this because he seems like the guy who would mess up right. somebody I really you know enjoy watching getting there. And I'm going to call... I'm going to call second round TKO. Because if Al Jermaine can knock him out, who's to say DJ or TJ can't? Oh, I, dude, I'm telling you, like, I, I could see it. I just, it just to me, this, I mean, just as much as he wanted to fight TJ, TJ wanted to fight. And it makes sense for TJ, right? Yeah. Like, you've been out. If you want to throw your name in that division, the fastest way to do it is to go out and beat a guy like Sanhagen. And I think he's capable of doing mm -hmm. it. Um, he might add in the calf kick or something. He's I, been seeing it. Like I said, man, he works hard. I yeah. we know. I know he works hard. Uh, and if you look at the list of people who's been able to beat him, yeah, you're not talking about any no. slouches. I mean, Henry Cejudo, who, you know, sub 145 pounds might be one of the greatest of all time. You yeah. know, when you talk 125, better combat and athlete than Habib for sure. 100 percent. He's a medalist, so <laughs> yeah, triple C. Oh man. <laughs> Well, hey, man, that's all we needed from you. Unless you got anything else you want to say to the people, like an apology. I just want to, I just want to apologize, guys. I'm sorry, sorry I wasn't there. Sorry I let you down. Um, be in full swing next time, and I'll be right with these takes. So, I think that's enough. We'll talk to you later, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up on his ass. Now he's got to, now he's got to close his flip phone slowly and act <laughs> yeah. like we didn't just hang up on him. Oh, all right, guys. Well, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Abby, you want me? Okay, Cause, yeah. Because you know his wife is sitting right there. Yeah, so he can't wrap it up. Wrap it. Yeah, no, no, he just can't look like he's. Yeah, got, he just got hung up on. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. All right, you guys are breaking up. Ah, lost connection. Click. Uh, Jonathan, let's get some news, man. Let's go. We're gonna talk about some stuff right now. Let's get into it. There's not a lot of big stuff happening, but no. we need to talk about. Some it was things. a slow week in the news. Yeah, which was probably played in our 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 benefit yeah. for. Unfortunately, these first three things we're going to speak on are going to be a little bit more tough. Not necessarily tough, but it's something that you got to chew on a little bit more as a Connor fan. How do you feel about him saying that he went into the fight with multiple stress fractures in his leg? Yeah, so, man, okay, so there's been pictures. I I guess he's he was, like, filming a documentary as well. Yeah, about, it'll be on Netflix. Yeah, I guess he was doing a Netflix documentary, and he said it's in there. Um He's obviously his leg, you know, there was, he put out pictures of his leg wrapped and stuff like that. Uh, how does the commission let him fight with this? I don't know, man. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know how that stuff works uh, as far as like the stress fracture, uh, you know, fighting with it. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if they grade it somehow and if it's beyond a certain point you can't fight. I, I just don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think we know enough and it's Connor. Um, the fact that he put pictures out, you know, he said, ask the UFC, the doctors. I haven't heard a statement if the UFC confirmed mm -hmm. it. Have I haven't you, heard I haven't it. seen anything. I have seen a YouTube video, and I hadn't got a chance to watch it yet, but it was a doctor saying, like, is there really any chance he could have fought at all? Like, even went into the fight with actual. Yeah, I don't. I mean, there he did put out a lot of pictures yeah. of his, that leg, that left leg wrapped. Um, so, it, 
I don't know, man. It's yeah. it's a. Uh, I, I don't think it. I mean, here's the thing. Ultimately, the more that I've sat back, I've watched the fight again. I don't think it would have changed the outcome, the leg break, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, cool, man. I don't know. Here's the thing. It's a it's a weird setup because so you risk you know, the biggest turnaround fight you could have had in your yeah. career with this injury. I think, yeah, go ahead. You know, you could have, you're not necessarily a guy who gets hurt a lot, so pulling out of it for the injury wouldn't have been bad for you per se. Yeah. Um, But you risk this. Now, on the flip side, how baller is it if you do this documentary and you win yeah. and you're like, yeah, I did it all with a broken <laughs> leg. Well, that's what I think. I think that's what I was going to say. I think he's incredibly lucky that if anything else, he has this excuse, right? Yeah. You know, I think you might've said it last week. Like, you know, if you're going to lose and still save face a little bit, I guess, you know, he got lucky that it did break. Um, it snapped on like a freak thing. Um, mm-hmm. It was... The optics weren't as bad as... Yeah, it doesn't look... I mean, look, it still looked bad when you fall on your leg, but it wasn't like you kick, you know, yeah, wide men and silver. Right, right. Do it so, to you know, I think he's incredibly lucky. It's just like this crazy luck that Connor seems to have where he can just keep himself relevant. And with now Irish. Yeah. And now, yeah. And now he has, he can go into the next fight with, yeah, I went into it with a stress fracture. It broke in the fight. I'm a gladiator. Yeah. Big deal. I mean, dude, to sit through and, you know, he sat in there for a while with that thing and I couldn't imagine the pain. So I would be interested to see, I don't, there probably isn't like background yeah. video of this, but when he got back and that adrenaline oh, went off, gosh, the pain. He probably pooped yeah. his pants. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see this documentary, man. We'll see what's in it, I think. So, taking that a step further, what do you think about his coach's comments? And Biz, obviously, bisping has been very vocal yeah. about how he feels. But it seems like um, I really respect him as a coach. Sure, and I love right. his breakdowns of things. And I've always felt like he's been like the – the yin to Connor's yang as far as being realistic and right. you know a little bit more in tune with how things are going on. So how do you feel about yeah, I, I think this, what he said? Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I think John Cavanaugh, I think I think he understands the game really well. Um and he's always been super realistic uh, mm-hmm. with everything. But yeah, so the comments I think he said something I'm kind of paraphrasing, but basically that he was happy with what he mm-hmm. saw out of Connor in that first round. Um and the performance. Yeah that doesn't seem realistic to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think if you're if you're looking at that fight subjectively, which I can do better now because you know where time has gone by, it, it, it's still tough, man. Because he did look really good initially with the striking, but that's one element of mixed martial arts. You know what I mean? So um, I still think he did a pretty okay job trying to get off his back, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like putting putting the the feet on the hips, and I just think more of that's just credit to how high level Dustin's top mm-hmm. game is and how probably heavy he is and hit the work that he was doing in the fight. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I know Connor will never do a camp switch. You know, he's a super loyal guy mm-hmm. and dedicated, but I, I've heard a lot of people, a lot of takes and I, and I agree with him, man, is Connor's got to, he, I don't think he needs to change his coaches, change his camp. But I think he needs to start bringing people in to really push him and challenge him because I think he's doing the work. I'm not. I, I know yeah. I said like, I'm so sick of the he doesn't train and this mm-hmm. and that. No, I think he trains. I think he trains very hard. But there's a quality to that training as You're well. Only as good as who you train with, right? And you know, I I, I saw Gunnar Nelson. Seems like he was real involved, which I don't think he had been super involved in. And I. I have a ton of respect for Gunnar Nelson, and I think he's a very high level guy. But you know, if he's not there every day and 
you know, obviously he's got Dylan Dennis, but I don't really know how involved Dylan is either. Dylan, he's had his injuries and stuff too. Even with too. that, comparing who he's training with, with like Dustin or sure, you yeah, know, some of these bigger camps, the resources, man, and and it seems like Connor does like one of those focus type trainings where it's like he does just jujitsu. And then he does just like, you know, you kind of got to throw those elements together. And I think some of that, that's what separates a good coach from an okay coach Mm -hmm. is how well can you throw together and really get a fighter focused on doing everything well together rather Mm -hmm. than, okay, we're just going to learn jujitsu and then we're just going to learn boxing and then we're just going to learn Muay Thai. You know what I mean? Like it's putting it all together and then. And then what comes out that other end as the complete fighter. Mm-hmm. And and I think, yeah, I think top team you're just seeing just has the advantage in that from coaching to training partners to, you know, Mike Brown is his mind and mixed martial arts yeah. is phenomenal. Perspective is just different. Right. And, you know, all, once again, all respect to John Cavanaugh, but he hasn't really had any other fighters that have really reached that high level like top team has. Well, either. when you say that, that's why I feel there might be a switch in the realism of Kavanaugh because who does he have once Connor's done? Yeah. Now, you do still have Danis and Gunner, but we're not talking well, about... Yeah, Danis doesn't really train with it. I don't think MMA yeah. as much, but it's more like Gunner. I don't and Artem for yeah. bare knuckle. So there's it's, that. And then, you know, I thought... I didn't even have as much problem with him saying that he felt good about how the round went. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you say we were on our way to a finish. Yeah. Because you did land some strikes early, but when Dustin landed, you had to clinch and you know you were getting hurt from those and then right. you mix that with him talking about like yeah you know i even like that guillotine that he pulled and it was real <laughs> tight and i was like but it's just so i think it was your- i think when they were on the feet it was tight, oh yeah i think as soon as they got to the ground it was well oh, he, yeah, he was yeah. talking about you know we trained it to him to finish it standing up yeah but he must have felt like it was there and it's like but you, you it's hard to do that against certain people yeah i think like i said i just I don't know what the future is going to look like, you know, as far as Con- I don't like I said I don't think he'll find new coaches or a new team, but I I would like to see him really bring in people. And man, if you're putting your I don't know if he trains his camps are in LA or if if he does them over there in Europe, but man, you've got so many great fighters over there just in the UK alone. I mean, I know he's more in Ireland, but you know, you got your Leon Edwards are right there, you know, Darren Till, yeah, yeah, Patty the Batty, man. You got the boy Davy Grant. You know what I mean? There's there's just some phenomenal, you know, over there now. Michael Page. You, yeah, other people. Dude, man. there's just great fighters over there now in, in the UK that haven't always been there, right? I mean, mm-hmm. especially over there in in that area. I mean, MMA has really come And as much now, as some so. people don't like Connor there's a lot of people oh, who would jump dude, at the chance anybody. to be yeah, absolutely. You know, just a part be, of that. Absolutely. Because you can learn a lot from him too. But yeah, I think he's just, he's got to do something. He's got to yeah. change something within his camp or bring in harder, you know, better training partners. But yeah, I don't, as far as that comment, I, I don't know. Yeah. What so he's, where his thoughts then were. from there, we move to the aftermath of, <clears throat> you know, you building this up, you talk all this much and then that happens. So now you have jake paul out here making (laughs) chains of you after you got knocked out yeah yeah. so if anybody didn't see he sent dustin a tweet saying hey man do you want this necklace yeah you deserve it dustin's like yeah send it jake's like you want me to break the ankle or do you want to do it (laughs) yeah so he actually follows through sends him a chain i i was pretty yeah i thought that was awesome he actually which looking at it 
not i mean not that it doesn't matter i mean it's it's cool i imagine it's probably like porcelain and then i think i thought i saw something it's worth like a hundred thousand did it, i see that somewhere it, maybe i don't know but he did send it to dustin and dustin is actually going to auction it for his charity yeah, I so that was cool that's really cool it's also hilarious like if Con connor's biggest move would flex would be like just to buy it <laughs> yeah like blow it up yeah, <laughs> yeah. just shoot it with the gun or something uh, that, but that would be awesome yeah you know yeah i thought that was funny i thought that was cool when it comes to people like Jake Paul and stuff, like he's in the in the arena he's in now with the celebrity matches and stuff like that. Yeah. When you don't do well and you have like back and forth with him, you're just gonna get trolled hard. Yeah. And it's not like obviously Connor's in a whole different sure world than him. So yeah. But I definitely thought it was funny and I mean, good on good trolling on him to find somebody to make this oh, like yeah. super realistic. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I I thought it was good. Um, moving on. We got Fury and Wilder getting rescheduled for October 9th yeah, from I think the in COVID. Vegas. I think yeah. In Vegas, yeah. Um, real quick, I want to interject and I'll send it to you. I seen this video of Deontay Wilder playing basketball. Oh, really? And he looked like LeBron. Really? He's running full court, not like an at like a football player, like head down running into people. Yeah. He's crossing, going behind the back, doing windmills. Like, bro, hey. I'm gonna send it to you. It's weird. That's crazy. Like he could have definitely been like a D one basketball player. Yeah, he should have just committed to that. Um, but that just goes to show his level of athleticism. Right. Um still excited for that fight. Um, you know, we'll talk more about it when it gets to that, but that's a good one. Also, we got to talk about UFC 266. Ah. Oh, yeah. You know, we we keep on thinking we're getting the best cards, and then Dana keeps on just putting stuff together. Another stack one. We got Volkanovski and Ortega. Um, I need to catch up on Ultimate Fighter, man. I need I to. Know, me too. I keep on saying I'm going to do it, and then something happens. I know. But that fight, ugh, good Lord. Valentina and Lauren Murphy. Yeah, I saw Lauren Murphy. She's going to get it. Yeah. She deserves it. I think no, she deserves she does. it. I don't know how she'll do. She is she is tough, but there's been a lot of tough people who fought Valentina. And right, doesn't go well. Um, then we have Lawler Diaz too, man. Yeah, you know a lot of people have been. Nick has a forever following. You know he could be 80 years old. And yeah, that's like, Nick Diaz. Yeah, not, yeah, Nick. Yeah, this. I think their first fight was like like UFC 60 or 70 yeah. something, but it was an amazing fight. And oh man, I'm that that fight just excites me, man. Is that five rounds? Are they, no, doing, are they giving so. it that treatment? Just, I don't think so. I think okay. it's just, I don't know. They might. They That's could. what I'm saying. It's so. It'd be a good one to do it, man. Yeah. Because, you know, if there's any indication, I mean, obviously you can't take much from the first one at all. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Robbie hasn't really lost that toughness. And I, you know. I, I would be shocked if the Diaz's just don't say moving forward, if it ain't five rounds, we ain't doing it. Hey, why not? I'm, I'm here to Somebody watch Somebody will it. book it. Yeah, I'm yeah. here for it. Uh, that fight's another one where it's like, obviously you want to see what Nick brought. Last we seen him laying on the ground, yeah. jumping up, doing spin kicks against <laughs> Anderson. So, yeah, uh, I don't think it'll be that. He seems super focused. No, well, and you can't, like, obviously Anderson is dangerous, but he's not aggressive. Yeah. You can't do that with Lawler because he's going to he's gonna come at you. Yeah. He's going to take one to give one. Sure. Um, and then we have Rosenstreich and Curtis Blades. Yeah, it's a big one for Blades, man. It's That's a risky one. If he loses this one, it's, it's going to be a tough crawl back. Yeah. Especially with some of these guys coming up. And then if you're, you know, Rosenstreich, you know, your only loss is Francis. When is that? UFC 266. I don't have a date on Let it. Let me see. I think I've got it. Hold on. But when you have, you know, Rosenstreich, he's been, you know, trying to battle his way back. He was looking good. You know, caught a September, crazy shot from September, Francis. September 25th. Yeah. So that's so a... we got a little bit. But yeah, know, that's going to be a stacked one. Especially Rosenstreich. He he kind of has... Well, they've both lost to the people at the top, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. 
yeah, that's a that's one of them to where they could put themselves right back in it, especially you know with injury or yeah. whatever happens with John yeah, Jones. Well, you know, Rosenstruck just lost to Gone, and Blades' last loss was to uh, Lewis. Lewis, who yeah. are, you know they're about to fight for the interim. So you know, both of them win that, and you're right back yeah. in the picture. So yeah, that, it's going to be a big one. Yeah, that's a that's a really really big one. We've got another couple of fight announcement. We got Magomed. Akalev. Akalov. Akalov. Yeah. First Vulcan, Ostamir, September. It's a fight night it's a card. Huge fight at 205 pounds. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a good and one. If you're Ostamir, you know, you already ran into Prohoshka. <sighs> yeah. And you're running into another hard head with yeah. Magomed. So yeah. he probably needs the, he needs to kind of reassert himself. Yeah. And if you're Magomed, that's a huge fight for you to kind of yeah, get back on Get it. your way up there. I have a couple other things. Uh, one thing I'm going to save, but. Jermel Charlo, one of the Charlo brothers, he fought last night. Brian Castano went to split decision draw. Um, they were trying to unify the junior weight middleweight title or the junior middleweight okay. title. Um, there was a weird judge who gave Charlo, you know, I think it was like six rounds to three, and the fight was a lot closer than that. Um, they're probably going to try to do a rematch for it. So that's just a little bit of the boxing news. But I did, I got some weird like uh, Francis stuff for you. Max Kellerman says. At one time, Mike Tyson was the baddest man on the planet. Francis Ngannou, with his size and doing MMA, how about this? Most dangerous athlete who ever lived. Who? I mean, yeah, how could you argue that, right? Yeah. But it's like, you know, some people hold on to, you know, Tyson, some of these older oh, guys. But, dude, but come on. Like, yeah. Francis would have just leg kicked. Ty prime Francis versus Prime Tyson. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know, man. I think, yeah, I just think when you're talking mixed martial arts, um, I have to believe that Francis can throw a leg kick just as hard as he can throw, oh, you know, yeah. his punches. So to be able to, you know, if, if Tyson came at him in that traditional Tyson stance, I think he would just eat that lead leg up. Oh, and, yeah. You know, I mean, he could also shoot for a takedown. And, you know, yeah, I don't know. That'd be interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I do like that. Well, because when you think about most dangerous athlete sure if we're talking about even a street fight that's even worse for, yeah because like, like if LeBron, you're doing just straight boxing yeah you know tyson does have an, an edge in some certain parts but right power is power man yeah if you're just putting two guys in an arena like hey this Gladiators. is a, no holds no holds barred yeah like probably yeah i couldn't think of anybody yeah you'd have to i mean there's people obviously who'd be good fights for francis yeah. but on paper and visually yeah. yeah i agree uh some more funny little francis stuff he's actually going to be involved in the jackass 4 movie yeah where you guys are going to see him punching a guy between the legs <laughs> yeah where he says the first take he did it they basically said hey man you're the you're the hardest puncher in the world do it harder yikes and he was like i'm like are you kidding me like i'm nervous i don't know i could hurt this guy did he at least have kids or something already that's a Francis quote. He's probably thinking like, I'm about to ruin so this guy's he, life. Do we know if he has a boxing glove or anything on? Any I would imagine. Gloves, I would imagine a boxing oh, glove. Because you're not, <laughs> oh. you're not going bare fist. Who's the guy? Who let him do it? They didn't say, but. Oh. Golly. I don't man. want no parts of that. No. No. Oh, that sounds horrible. Uh, Last little bit for just like on the MMA stuff. Derek Lewis has kind of came out and said, I haven't really heard much about how he felt about the whole Francis and surreal fight. So. He basically said, I really don't care. They told me I'm getting paid if I'm fighting France for what I'm 
would have got for fighting Francis. And they told me I'm going to get paid that same for gain. So it doesn't matter to me. So I don't care. I'm still getting paid the same like I was if I was fighting Francis. I don't care who it is. Gain is a good opponent. He's dangerous. He's boring most of the time, but he's smart. He's a smart fighter. So I'm going to, it's going to be a fun fight with me. It doesn't matter if he's going to try to stay away or do all those fancy little kicks and stuff. I'm still going to have my moments. Dude, I want to pick gone in that fight so bad, but I just feel like I can't pick against Lewis anymore. Uh, it's like picking against your uncle, dude. But I feel like once I pick against him, he's going to lose. <laughs> or pick, Could be. pick him, he'll lose. I mean, not against yeah. him. Well, that's. I think that all the news we got. That's all the news. Well, I think that's all we got, man. I, I know I said last week I was going to open my uh, UFC Panini Prism cards. Uh, they're sitting right there behind you. I, I opened them. I couldn't take it. Hit the button. And, uh, oh, gosh. It was bad, folks. <laughs> uh, let's just say I lost some money. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, think we won't. I don't know. I'm a gambler. I might buy another one. Yeah, it did. It didn't go well. Just know there was there was nothing. The most expensive one I had was like a Sean O'Malley base card, and it was worth like fifteen dollars. So mm. just know sometimes was, you gamble, man. I lost a lot of money on that. You roll so the dice. It's a good thing I didn't open it on the pod because it would have been bad. So um, yeah, and then I don't I don't think I got anything else, man. Do you have anything? Um, we did. We do need to get back to the question at the beginning. What's that? something about yourself that you learned that you don't? Oh like? man, dang it! Uh, this week, let's think. Uh, okay, I think I overthink. I overthink things too much. I think mm-hmm. that's one thing I realized this week. I'm, I over, do you have like an example? I, yeah, I'm trying to think. I just I overanalyze everything to the point. To where like I can almost just make myself irritated, mm. and then I'm like, why? Are you, wait, why am I irritated? And I have to like stop and like retrack in my head why I'm so yeah. irritated. And it's like, gosh, I completely did it myself. Was that dude at Starbucks cutting me off because he hated me? Yeah, like like yeah, like stuff like that where it's just like I completely just overanalyze things and like overthink instead of just like just keep it moving, dog. Yeah. Just keep it moving, man. All right. Well, I do have one more quinky dink question to ask you. Okay. Uh, and it's a would you rather? Okay. And, and it's, would you rather speak every language on the planet? Oh, okay. Or maybe even outside the planet. Maybe you speak alien as well. Or okay. be able to speak with any and all animals in the sea, in the sky, on the land. Oh, man. It's a tough one. That is a tough one. Because I love my dog. Yeah. So I'd love to have full-blown conversations with her. But then you'd have... But... What if you can... I don't know. It also gets interesting. Like, can you turn the animal thing on and off? Cause there's birds, there's you know, yeah, like where you're just like ever you always hear voices like yeah. shut up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't want to hear like a, a squirrel or something. Dang. So, so would I rather be able to talk to any animal or speak every language in the world? Yeah. Oh man. And I will preface this by saying there's a dude on YouTube I follow who like he's like real fluent, just a random yeah. white dude, fluent in like Mandarin and all these other yeah, languages. That would be so cool. And he goes into like Chinatown and like he'll start acting like he doesn't know what they're saying and then he'll just oh speak i think i've seen that well, i've seen a guy that does and that they just stuff. go crazy yeah he's done it in like to you know african languages you know it's everything it's oh, just dude, hilarious. that would be so awesome like because here's the thing like when we go places like travel outside the country it is a little like un inconvenient and like when you think about like oh it'd be cool to go to russia but Dude, come on. Mm-hmm. How would you communicate with anybody? I will say that's something that's a little, not necessarily unsettling, but it is a little rough to the language barrier and, mm-hmm. you know, one, you know, you're on vacation, but having to deal with that on top of it. Oh, dude, like ask where you're going. Ah, I don't know. I love my, I would love to talk to my dog. 
Can you imagine talking to like a turtle that's been around for 400 years? Or like a I bird know. who's seen stuff that you can never see. could also be incredibly sad. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I lost my home. I've been flying around. Oh, dude. I love whales. I bet it's so, it'd be so sad to talk mm. to whales. Like a rhino or something that's yeah. on the way. Like there's only Dude, I'm really left. stumped on this one. Yeah, it's I'm a have, tough one. I'm having a hard time with it. If you guys listen and have a preference, yeah, I send it to us in our in our messages, and we'll try to keep track of, you know what you know what people wanted to do more. I'm I'm leaning more toward the every language just yeah, because I kind of am too. Can you imagine that you would be your job would basically just be a translator? Yeah, and then you could like make. I mean, translators make a ton of money. I'm working from home. You could work for like the <laughs> UFC and just like. Get make bank, dog. I'm, I'm talking like I, you're working for a country. Maybe. Yeah, Man, you might be yeah. at United Nations. Yeah, now when you put, but imagine if you could talk to animals too, though. The money you can now make you're a, now you're a biologist. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Because like I said, I I'm, I'm trying to like because I'm trying to remove my dog from it. Like, okay, mm. Miley's gonna die. I'm not gonna have. You know what I mean? And then it's like, then will it be that big of a deal? I don't know. I'll I'll say the I'll say the languages for now. I yeah. think I'd rather know every language in the world. But I, I'm definitely gonna assume Brandon would say all the languages. Yeah, animals are. I'm not gonna say he thinks animals are stupid, but no, he would say that they're a waste. Why would I want to talk to a bird? Yeah, birds. Look. Birds can't even wrestle. Song of the week. I'm gonna pick Daft Punk "Around the World." Ooh, Figured I'd nice. switch it up. You you guys did something different, so I was like, all right, mm -hmm. I'm gonna go something a little different. And that song came on this week, and I jammed out to it. Yeah. Around the world. Here's the thing. I'm I'm just. I kind of just thought of this on the way over here and I'm going to put it out in the world now instead of just in the background meeting. We're probably going to have to put together a Neon Belly playlist for you guys. Oh, yeah. You know, so you guys can get around to what we're getting around with. I like it. You yeah, know what I'm we'll, saying? We should do that soon, for sure. Well, before we go, Jan, do you have anything for the people? Oh, man. Just uh, drink your waters and wear deodorant, please. Drink your water and wear deodorant. I like that, actually. It's a lot. It'd be some good advice for the summer. Well, we're going to get out of here, folks. Like I said, we appreciate you guys listening. Sorry it was a little lighter episode this week. We'll be back next week. Killing it. Yes, sir. Killing it. Until then, you guys enjoy the fights. We'll see you then. Later, Smonagente. Peace. Bye. Love you, Mom.